So, you want to be a contractor. Ever wonder what it takes to become a contractor? The journey they go on to get where they are now, or the crazy things they see and hear on the job site? Well, you're in the right spot. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor, the podcast. Join your host, Mike Fisher, as he talks to owners of construction companies from all over about how they got started, how they run their business, and some of the craziest stories they've experienced on their job sites. And now, your host, Mike Fisher. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor. This is episode number 21. My name is Mike Fisher. Uh, My guest today coming to me uh, all the way from Canada. And uh, our first international guest, uh, AJ Cappuccini, president of uh, AC Custom. How you doing, AJ? Good. How are you, buddy? Good, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Um, and again, I mean, first first international guest. So I, I appreciate you um, coming on. This should be a good one. Yeah, it's um, good. So kind of how we get all these started. Let's let's hear your story. How did you get into this industry, and and what led you to where you are today? All right. Um, I guess it started years ago. I had my own little finished carpentry trim company and I was doing that. Met my wife, uh, the everyday life of wind up kids, stable jobs, stuff like that. Went back to nine to five, but we ended up flipping two houses. In the process of flipping two houses, I did most of the work myself and I, you know, extra income coming in. I kept running like side jobs here and there. Surprisingly, right before COVID hit is when I just walked into the office one day and said, you know what? I'm done. I got enough work piled up i really want to just do my own thing again (laughs) kids got a little bit older and covid hit had to shut it down for a few months actually when i started my business i didn't even go on the road for a few months i just sat at home networking trying to build like a network of trades locally like where i'm in toronto while i'm north of toronto it's a smaller town so it's a very tight-knit community so they're huge on local like trades in town they want to see you outgrow shop with your kids and stuff so i was able to build that network and the minute that happened, things started taking off. And it seems like every six months, we're kind of taking on a new adventure, new different kind of scope of work. And I think two and a half years in, we're pretty much at our niche. And that's where we are today. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So kind of going back even further, you said you kind of started in trade carpentry. Where yep. where did that, how did that, how did you get into that from the beginning? Truthfully, I was never really a school guy. I was in... Like I was good in school. I just never wanted to be there. I always wanted to work with my hand. So, you know, just at the tail end of high school, I had a buddy who got a job with a trim company, lied to the owner and said, I knew what I was doing. Got out there, grabbed a gun and <laughs> kind of over it. Honestly, it was just kind of open for the best. And, you know, he's like, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. why not? Right. At the time we were going into like the union <laughs> work. So we went into the office at the union hall and they were trying to make us like level one, level two, level three, level four, uh, finished carpenters. Being what, 18, dumb, they give us a sheet, mark off everything you know how to do. What do I do? I'll mark it all off. And I just get my level four, just like that, all right? Off, yeah. But half an hour later, okay, go to the back. <laughs> we had to test you guys hands-on in this workshop in the back. And I was sweating bullets, but, you know, trial and error. And I got through it and got my level four. And that's where it all kind of took off. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Kind of it's it, right? right? Exactly. That's yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. it. No, that's- you make it, right? <laughs> that's awesome so yeah. kind of i mean and i don't know i mean most of my guests are probably from the california area that's kind of where i am from it's and it's kind of um I obviously i've talked to some people outside of california but the process of of 
becoming a, a contractor is probably a little bit harder in California just because everything's harder in California. But what does that process look like in, in Canada? What was it like, you know, doing those side jobs or, or kind of going on your own? Was there a process to get licensed or any of that, that kind of stuff that you had to go through? So in Canada, um, a handyman is a dime a dozen. I know it sounds really bad and that's probably my biggest struggle with my business was competing with those handymen. Is, you know, guys come in, they work, you know, 15, 20, 25 right. bucks an hour. You're coming in with actual licensed trades. It's a little bit harder, right? So I stuck to my finished right. carpentry, what I knew, custom built-ins, trim work, stuff like that. And then one day a lady asked me, can you do some hardwood floors? I'm like, I could done them in my own house. I can do them in your house, right? That kind of snowballed into, do you know how to do a washroom? So we do have to use licensed trades. So I kind of drifted away from... You know, I'd still be on the tools doing a lot of finishes, painting, you know, like flooring and stuff, but I'd bring in, I met a plumber through my networking, electrician, stuff like that. And it snowballed to a washroom. From a washroom, it snowballed into like a full basement. So, you know, I got hooked up with a framer, hooked up with an actual drywall crew because I wasn't able to hang, you know, like a hundred sheets by myself. So brought in a drywall crew and honestly, we just kept snowballing until like every six months, it was like, you know, we got into washrooms and six months later we got into like full basements and then we got into like full house cuts and now we're doing like additions and stuff. So we've got around like building the business because now we're hundred percent subcontracted out. So we have our licensed trades that we work so you with. you operate as a general contractor. Exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. a full general contracting. Now our next step, we do have like a warranty, I guess, association in Canada that's called Terion. That you have to be licensed for through Ontario and that promotes you to being ultimately a builder, right? So those are our next steps in our business because that's where we kind of get into like full builds and stuff like that. And we have to warranty them for X amount of years on some, you know, elements of the project and stuff. So it's, I think it's a six week course, you know, right. a few thousand bucks and stuff, but that's going to be our next step moving into that. But to be, a, so is there like a, middle, is there like a, a job size? Is it like a job size threshold that, that um determines whether you have to be like that warranty contractor or or not yeah so they consider it new build right so a new build would either be like 70 percent of a renovate like if you're renovating 70 percent of a house and you're doing structural work or an addition or well additions don't fall under it unless it's a separate entity to the house like a rental unit or like a full build from the ground up then you have to be licensed under terry on and you know we've now we're into additions full house cuts we're kind of hoping to set ourselves up for the future. So the business keeps growing. Right. And then, you know, there's no kind of yeah, stall yeah. on our production. Right. So right now you guys are operating and, and then what is the, the process for your subcontractors? Uh, it sounds like they're all licensed. Is that because they're doing new build stuff too, or is that just because they specify or they, they work in a specific trade. So they're, they're, they're licensed. How does that work for subcontractors? Yeah. So all our contractors are subcontractors, sorry, are licensed trades. So we have like, a dedicated electrician, dedicated plumber, dedicated like HVAC guy, gas fitter, um, framer and so forth. And we kind of just mold them all together. We've got to the point where now we have a cloud system for all our scheduling stuff. So they do complete their own jobs on their own, but I, you know, like I, I do all the scheduling for them and it's ultimately the same thing as a homeowner hiring them on, but because you're going to do general, you know, like that security of not chasing a homeowner for money. You know, if there's a problem, you're going to get talked to right away. Kind of like there's that more like on the field personality and kind of right. relationship right. than there is with, you know, dealing with the homeowner, right? 
that I can shoot them a text at eight o'clock and say, Hey, you know, plans change tomorrow. We're going to do this. But you know, if you're out of day, I got more work over there. Right. So it's project managing, yeah. general contracting. It's a whole kind of nine yards because we have no back end in our business, right? Like I literally front to back, I take care of everything. Estimates, quotes, um, like final invoicing, material, receipt. Like I go through it all with myself. So, you know, just much general contracting is. Yeah, that was like, going to be my next question. Nice. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question. Are you just kind of a one man show then on the, on the operation side, kind of running everything from project management to estimating and, and the bidding and all that kind of stuff for purchasing? Yeah. So right now we are a one man show. We do have a dedicated bookkeeper that takes care of our like a month to month or quarterly taxes, stuff like that, our payroll. Um, well, my payroll, I'm the only guy on the payroll right now. Um, I do have my wife coming in. She has got her diploma on interior design. So we're trying to give it the homeowners an extra service. So I charge a general contracting fee out of that fee. We bring on a designer and she helps the homeowners with that kind of like elegant kind of like specialty a la carte service where she goes to the supplier with you and picks out tile. She picks out like flooring and stuff like that with you. So now her jumping on full board, like full time, we're going to kind of push a little bit of that onto her, hopefully. But like the estimating and invoicing, like I love doing it. I'll grind 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's, you know, like, I, I don't know if I could give it up just yet. Right. Just I've sold yeah. a lot of my business yeah. on being personable. So like, I know every detail of every project. So when a homeowner calls me, I know exactly what they're talking about. Right. And like I said, back to that local thing, like in my area, people love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was kind of, so that, I mean, kind of rolling into what I was going to ask next about how, how you're growing. Right. I mean, obviously you said you're kind of in that tight knit community. I have to imagine that like at some point you're kind of going to outgrow that community, right? Like you can't build or remodel every single house in that community. Right. Exactly. So like, how are you guys planning on growing and how does it kind of uh, expand for you guys? Uh, truthfully, now that we've got into the additions and the bigger builds, like full house cuts, we got into like some nicer areas in town and like higher end projects. I think we are going to go about like investing in, in the old, in our own business, kind of taking it where the business buys a flip property and we flip it within the business. So like we cut out the homeowner and we're just doing it for ourselves for our own investment. Ideally that would be the bigger part yeah. of the business, but we'll still take on the renovation portion for homeowners and so forth. So it'll almost be like two entities, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and it, you get to a point too. I mean, if you've got the capital, right, you'd be, almost become a developer as well. That, right? That's what we're aiming towards, right? Like having small pieces like, of property. Yeah, yeah. Small pieces of property and building two or three units on it or, or yeah. And yeah, kind of, exactly. Kind of that's exactly it. Right. Now that we know how to do the addition and stuff, because it's an older town, like there's so many, so much potential for building additions on these like small bungalows, these small farmhouses and stuff. That's where we kind of want to steer where we're going to go. Right. So hopefully it works out. Seems to be going on track so yeah. far, but. That's good. So, I mean, obviously COVID, there was a little bit of a slowdown. I mean, what, how have you, it sounds like you guys have been pretty busy and staying pretty busy. Are you seeing that trajectory kind of, uh, staying on track right now? Yeah, we're really busy right now. And the reason for that is because we were able to bring on my wife as a designer because she could take care of a lot of the little details in kitchens and bathrooms and stuff. So right now, like we'll run three bathrooms at once. We'll have two kitchens going at once. And then we have like a full house cut going. Right. So we balance it really well because yeah. we always have some kind of push our trades or, you know, something to do that day. Or there's always something lined up for us. Like for instance, today we had 
flooring guys got rained out. They couldn't deliver hardwood floors. We had another job already ready for them, right? And we just moved our drywallers from one job to another job, right? So hopefully it stays that busy, but we do have a lot of bigger projects on the books where we've projected we're going to take up a lot of time there. So for the long run, like hopefully the big ones keep coming in and we can just keep ourselves busy with that. Right now, I say mid next year is how far we have booked out. So not worried about it, but you know, as an entrepreneur, you always stress about it, right? Like one biz- bad business decision can right. kind of ruin it right. all, right? Like any contractor, right? One bad job yeah. can ruin it. So you just got to stay on top of it, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of on, on that, on that subcontractor piece of it, right? I mean, these guys technically are on their own and, and in theory could go work for anyone. Right. I mean, yeah. it sounds like you're, you're keeping it busy enough and, and you've got that relationship with them that you can kind of, um, expect or, or, you know, know that they're going to be ready for you at any point. But I mean, that's gotta be a stressful piece of the job as well. Right. Or, or, or not knowing if you're going to have somebody else if you get another job or just what does that process look like in that in that uh workload as far as managing the subcontractors so managing is tough some days but we've built a relationship with our contractors where like a lot of generals will tell you listen you're on a net 30 you're on a net 60 um i can't pay you until the homeowner pays you right we've built a relationship with our home with our sub trades where we literally pay them out of pocket and we chase the homeowners right so the loyalty is there and then scheduling out, like they do do jobs for other people all the time, right? They work with other contractors in town. We know a lot of the contractors they work with. And we don't have any problem with that because we're huge on the team building thing, right? Like we've had trade subtrades recommend other subtrades and we bring them in. We've had subtrades call other subtrades to help them out on our projects. Like we really promote the team thing and we want to see everyone grow, right? So like all our social media, if you follow, if you follow it, you'll see our trades are actually posted and tagged in there. Like we're really trying to, as a team, build all our businesses together where, you know, it's such a tight knit network. We're always feeding each other work. Right. And that goes back to your last question. Like what's the trajectory, right. hopefully the way we're building it and the relationships we're building help out with that. So the scheduling is tough. The managing is tough, but you know, like it's tough now and hopefully it pays off in the long run. Right. Because you're always trying to be on top of it, trying to like find guys extra work or, bigger jobs and stuff like that. So they're always committed to yeah. you somewhat, but you never want to take away that they do have their own business. It's, you know, it is their business and you want it to grow. So you have the respect, they take on other jobs. So Monday I'll call around a few trades. Hey, what's your schedule like this week? Oh, Tuesday, Thursday, I'm booked up. Okay, let leave Wednesday for me. I'm going to find something, right? So it's a very loose kind of scheduling process, but like it works because yeah. they don't feel like, you know, they're working for me. They're working for themselves and I'm ironing them on. Right. It's a respect thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So from a, from a, I mean, is there any thought about bringing on employees that you control or what is that pro? I mean, I know in California, there's a little bit, I mean, from a liability and payroll and all that kind of stuff, there's, there's differences and, and reasons why certain guys do it. So I'm just not sure what's that. Is there, I guess what's, what's the reasoning or what, what is your reasoning for doing the subcontractors rather than bringing on employees? So the reason I bring on subcontractors, because majority of our work is like licensed trades, right? And we're a strong believer, like the right guy for the right job. And back to the, I can't compete with a handyman. Like you have a handyman come in, do all the plumbing in your house, but he can't warranty it. And it's not done to cope, right? We bring in a plumber for us to keep a plumber busy, you know, seven to five, Monday to Friday, we don't have the workload for that. 
We'd rather get them a job where they're there for three, four days and we'll see you again next week kind of thing. And with employees, like I find with the COVID happening and so I don't know how it is down where you are, but in Ontario, like renovations went like crazy. It was insane there for a few months, right? And everyone was a handyman. So I brought on, you know, one or two guys and then all of a sudden, you know, they kind of up and left and they want to become their own handyman. They wanted to run their own business. They didn't want to work for someone else, right? And the, we had a lot of like government grants and so forth. So guys, you know, I could sit at home and make 900 bucks a week and not have to spend it on gas, or I can go to work and make 900 bucks a week and spend gas. Like it was hard yep. finding workers no, at the time the too, issues. right? And trusting guys. And yeah, and I, I find trusting people with my, like my quality work, it's tough some days, right? And I understand guys want to make a paycheck, but you know, I'd send a guy in to do a job on Wednesday, three times a job is Friday. Friday, I'd try to be a nice boss and say, hey, Friday, take half day, you know, just get it done. And they'd call me at 4.30, say, oh, well, I had to make my day. And I'm like, well, now, like, you're hurting the company that employs you. Like, right. right. If that makes any sense. So, you know, we had just find it was a, a lot of shoulder shrugging. Like, oh, who cares? There's another company waiting, dying for laborers behind you, right? So... Yeah, no, I mean, there definitely is a, a, a burden of responsibility as an owner, right? Like you yeah. said, to keep somebody busy um, eight hours a day, five days a week. Um, that, that is just one more one more burden that you're throwing on your plate, yeah. right? One, and and that's, 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 that's a responsible business owner in my mind, right? Yeah. Because you could easily say, hey, let me control these guys so that, that they can be anywhere I need at, at the drop of a hat because I control them and I write their paychecks. But um that's kind of the, the selfish way to look at it right because on the flip side if you're not more you should be more concerned about keeping them busy and making sure that they're busy at all times and getting the paycheck that they need you know what i mean so that they're um because they've got a family to rely on too so i think it's it's i just wonder if maybe you'll ever get to a point right where like you are so busy that, that maybe you bring that on right but then again that that requires so much more back office staff whereas right now you're able to kind of run on your own um you know with, with yeah running you on our own right now is working and we're really trying to do a heavy push with like a lot of social media a lot of like i guess throwing your our name all over town everyone kind of knows who we are we're constantly like I, i'm a true believer of always sell like constantly sell right because let's be honest it's going to slow down eventually one day right so we want to become that marketing yep. kind of aspect of ac custom where you know, you see the golden arches when you're driving down the highway and it's like, I know that's McDonald's, right? So when someone wants a reno two years down the road, they're like, oh my God, I've seen this company a thousand times. You know, let's call them first. I might not get the job, but it's a point I'm getting the tender first. And then if I don't get it, it that's on me, right? But yep. it's that, you know, I guess memory or memory muscle where they're like, oh, who do I need for a renovation? This guy, right? I want fast food. I'm going to go to McDonald's per yep. se, right? So we've got a lot of involvement with like, yep. I guess raffles in town, sponsoring events, uh, golf tournaments and things. So, you know, it gives back to community. Like I said, we're a huge local community. So everything goes back to like anything I ever sponsor. I know someone personally that's involved in it. Right. Which is great. So, you know, you get to be a little more involved in stuff too. So. Yeah. And I think that's, that's brilliant too, as a contractor, right? I mean, this, this industry as a whole, and I'm, I'm sure it's probably the same in Canada, right. As it is in, in the States here, but it's kind of, behind the times from a from a technology and social media and, and any of that kind of standpoint right it's been a been kind of an older business in, in in that that sense um so kind of having that mindset knowing that 
what you're doing is is more of a branding exactly. thing, right? I think that contractors get the mindset that everything has to have a, a return on an investment, right? They they think that, and I, I don't want to generalize it, but there are a lot of contractors that think that if I spend money on something, it has to have a return, right? Because that's kind of the way they look at yeah. everything is is you know uh, return on investment and 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 uh, and profitability, just because it's not huge in this industry from a profitability standpoint. So, but I think it's smart, right? Because what you're doing may not directly create job opportunities for you, right? Like it's not going to directly, you post something on Instagram, it's not going to, you don't expect to get a phone call right after you do that saying, Hey, come, come build my house. But like you said, it's more of the branding thing so that people know who you are and kind of, uh, getting your name out there as much as you can. Yeah. And with the social media, like we've gone away from taking the pretty pictures and just posting them. We've given that more to our designer and we find like the feedback on what's behind the walls, the process of construction, the things that go wrong, the things to look out for. Like we get so much great feedback from it, right? Like you were saying, it's an industry that's so far behind on technology. We just locally had like a blues and jazz festival in town. And I just posted a video of my videographer. He keeps all the like, kind of like B reels and he makes blooper clips. And the feedback yeah. from that when I was downtown running to people I know, like they were over the moon. When's more, when are more bloopers coming out? When are more bloopers coming out? Like you build that personable relationship <laughs> with people because you're real. You're not just a guy that posts pretty pictures of tile and yeah. glass and, you know, perfectly clean kitchens and stuff. Like they see kind of, I hate to say the rough side, but they see the rough side of you. They know, you know, like you're with well, them the, real the whole side process. Is, right? yeah, lab, I mean, like, they can open a magazine. Exactly. Right. So we find that's working so much yeah. better. Like we brought on a videographer because like you said, it's been lucrative renovations. I don't want to be driving around in a Corvette and people are like, oh, this guy's making big money. I want to reinvest in my business. It might not be, you know, an investment for return, like you said, but now I'm producing better videos. The homeowners get little like montages of their project from start to finish. And we like share with them in a Google drive and so forth. And they get that extra little service. We're not going to get returned on it, but they're going to turn to their friends and say, you know what? That was a great process. Like, is imagine how much stress for someone that never goes through a rental and then they go through one, especially now because people are pulling out so much equity. They're not doing small rentals. They're doing big rentals and they've never done yeah. one before. Yeah. So like the stress yeah. levels up there. So if you can make it a little bit fun and, you know, involve them in the process and stuff like that, I find you don't get a return on it hundred percent, but you do the branding portion of it where you're remembered for, you know, what you did. Yeah. Well, I love that. Yeah, I love that idea of of giving the homeowners uh, like a, a video kind of uh, recap of the renovation yeah. because there's so many times, right? People talk about, right? That, that's a word of mouth thing, right? I mean, that's one of those things where like somebody comes to your home after you've had it renovated and it's, man, that's gorgeous. And that, that looks cool. And who did that? And how do they do that? And, and for the homeowner to be like, oh, hey, watch this. Pull it up on their phone and they can go, this is exactly how they did it. And this is what they did. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's brilliant to me. I don't know. Was that an idea that you came up with your own, or how how did you how did you? Well, come with up our with that? social media, when we brought on the videographer, I always had like a different edge on me. Like truthfully, I want my own TV show. I love being on camera. I love being center of attention. I love filling a room. Right? Yeah. So I yeah. met up with them. I go listen. I don't want to do the real estate videos. I don't want to do the pretty ones. I want to do like the hard hitting, fun, unreal, my actual personality. So we got into that, and we started with like a video when the project first got demoed. Then we. You know, we shoot one day a week, for instance. He'll come out, and then we catch the project when it's all roughed in. We're just about to start drywall. Then he gets it when 
it's painted. And then we got to the point where it's like, well, if we have all this, all these reels, let's piece them together, make like a wedding video per se for the homeowner, just give it to them. And we can see the yeah, whole project. Yeah. And it, you know, it's that again, relieves a little bit of stress off them because they had fun with it. Now they're looking back on it. Right. That's no, that's awesome. Yeah. that's I, I think, it, like I said, I think it's brilliant. And, and so are you guys doing anything? I mean, just kind of throwing ideas at you. Are you doing anything on, on YouTube? I feel like you could almost, rather than having like signed on from a TV company or production company, you could almost, if you've got somebody that edits, edits it well enough, put a little intro on it and you know what I mean? Like kind of throw them up on YouTube every once in a while and, and kind of create your own little uh, YouTube show. That's sure. what we are aiming to do, but we're trying to get like mini series going on. I know it's going to take a while, but we have like our mini series yeah. of all our projects, right? We have our mini series of bloopers that come out once every two weeks, right? We also do a little series where this is Orangeville. So because we know so many business owners in town, we just, we, we take on all costs, all headaches and everything. And we go around for a day visiting other local businesses, places we stop for coffee throughout the day, where we go for lunch a lot, you know, like our suppliers in town. And we just kind of pop in. He just shoots raw footage and it's like, hey, how are you doing this and that? Like behind the scenes. And we tag them in it and we promote them in it. So once we have enough footage behind us, we're hoping to put out like, you know, lump sums of mini series on YouTube through that. So we'll have like, this is orange. Oh, we'll have, yeah. you know, like the blooper reels. We'll have like projects in progress, finished projects, like behind the scenes stuff that, you know, that no one would even think goes on. Right. So we were trying to go that way, but just a matter of like having that footage and what the best feedback is. Right. We don't want to put all this time into something people aren't going to like. So like we're kind of getting feedback and following like our analytics on yeah. social media and whatever kind of, takes off the Moses can be kind of the first step in that kind of route. That's awesome, man. I and mean, obviously that comes from your personality, but was there something specific or, or some kind of turning point that you thought, Hey, this is the route I want to go. This is what I want to do from a marketing and branding standpoint, because I mean, it's different than any other, any other contractor, right? I mean, I think it's fair to say, and I don't, I'm, I guess maybe I don't know Canada, right. But there's literally maybe two or three people that I've ever heard of doing that um you know in, in this area so is that what, what was the the impetus behind kind of starting that and going that route honestly it's to give our homeowners more it's sounds like a sales pitch but we actually want to change the stigma no, it's of a contractor, thing. right like you're not hiring us just to make a dollar off your back like we want to be fun we want to be personal we want to be invited over for a barbecue after right so when our business started taking off like i said we started with washrooms got into basements got into like full house guts now that we're getting into like additions and stuff we feel like i don't know how it is in california but we have like our small towns we have our big cities you get your pricing from a contract in the big city it's three times the price as a small town but you get yep. like the showroom and stuff like that so right. in orangeville we're trying to bring on that i guess city contractor feel to a small town on a small town price so we thought what can we do with this like you know we're doing good instead of us just going out and splurging and buying all new tools and trailers and stuff, like what can we do to give the homeowners that extra step above? Like let's find that niche between home builder and contractor, but give them the home builder feel, but the contractor per like relationship. Right. So we thought like the social media was a great thing because you know, like it's a click of a button to follow someone. Right. Yep. So we thought that was the best route to go with that. And put out a few videos, got great feedback. And now we're like, you know what, let's just keep running with it. Like if people are liking it and 
I feel like the projects are better. They gain more service for their dollar. Like we not, might not be baking more on each project, but we're doing bigger projects because clientele want that service, right? Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, like you said, you may not be able to charge for it or do it. It's kind of a value add thing. Right. And, and it's one of those things that yeah. again, you may not, may not see a return or, or be able to charge for it in the process, but I'd, I'd have to imagine it and maybe you do track it, but it, even if you don't, I have to imagine that you, you've had or will get a number of jobs just because you've done that for somebody, right? Or because you've made that available or have you added that value to to prior jobs. I mean, that's, there's word of mouth and then there's literally like, hey, they did this for me and this is what they did. You have to use them kind of Exactly, thing, right? right? Like we, we, we've had had the feedback, excuse me. Um, where people are like, oh, we've seen your social media and stuff like that. But it hasn't been like, because of your social media, we're hiring you. It's the social media was at cherry on top. Right. So we're going to call you for an estimate anyway, but. Well, it's almost like a digital business. Exactly. Card, right. That's exactly what it is. Right. We already know who's walking resume. in the door. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's why we're trying to go with like the storytelling. Yeah, they, 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 they have a, they have an idea. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's definitely the way to go. And I, I think there are more and more contractors get on. And it's honestly a lot of why I'm doing this too. Right. I mean, this is, I'm 170 or so episodes in right now. Right. And, and I feel like a lot of people that, that do, uh, agree to come on and, and want to do this are, are probably leaning towards that way if they're not already that way. Right. I mean, you're not going to get a guy that, that does his, you know, estimates on a yellow legal pad and you know still kind of hand writes everything he's probably not going to be the guy that wants to come on to a, a podcast and talk about his business right i mean typically it's it's the people that are kind of already leaning exactly. that way but um yeah that, it's this is that's part of you know why i'm doing what you and i love seeing guys like you two kind of just bring a little bit more uh i guess sexiness or kind of just uh relativeness to to this industry thank you yeah. thank you <laughs> um yeah, and I just see it's you got to roll with the times yep. too, right? Like people want stuff on the fly. Like even little things like our invoices being live online all the time. So we come to your house today, we do some work. You go home at night after work, you click on your invoice, you know how much you were charged for that day, right? I find like you said that lapse in like contracting, it's not keeping up with technology. We're trying to do that right now. On the turn, I guess on the flip side is it's hard being a one man show because I've had to get off the tools which being a guy who likes working with his hands, like mentally it's harder not being right. on the tools, right? Like I, I do enjoy being on the tools. I wish I could be on the tools all the time, but I find I'm taking away from my homeowners and, you know, I'm promoting right. that I'm with you every step of the way. How does that make you feel if, you know, you call me one day and say, AJ, I got to talk to you about my project. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm putting on, you know, some tram or, you know, I'm just doing some touch up paint. Like you don't feel like I'm working right. for you anymore. You feel like you're just another one in the, yeah, another number, right? So that's a hard part to cope with as a contractor. You just got to, I find you have to either, you know, sink the ship and swim or just stick on the ship. Like you can't right. do both. Like I find so many people are drowning right now because they're trying to be on the tools all day and they're trying like to manage it and be that like business representative, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely tough. I mean, from a, from a, like you said, from a time management standpoint, you just, I mean, you have to go where the business or where you, where you are the best for the business. Right. And that's a, that's a maturity and a, and a, you know, kind of a savviness type of thing. Right. I mean, again, you, you, you love being on the tools and, and you could probably do it better than most of the guys that you have out there. 
or at least with a higher level of, of quality, right? Because you probably care a little more. It's your name on the business, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, that the best place you can be for your business is, you know, at that desk or doing what you need to do to make sure that the homeowners are communicated with clearly, right? That's probably one of the biggest thing. I love the live invoicing. I've never heard that either. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that and talk to some people about that. Cause that's, that's smart too, right? Cause a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of frustration from a homeowner standpoint is it's just communication, yeah. right? And knowing where the project's at, what's next, when, you know, relatively close to when it's going to be over. Right. And so kind of that, 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 uh, transparency aspect, I think is, is huge, especially in, in, uh, residential renovation. Yeah. And it's, you know, people are kind of loving it. They're liking it. Um, but like back to what you said, like you got to know what your time's worth, right? Like our first big project, literally I, we were doing like a full house cut, but then we got into additions because there was one day where a local business was doing like a grand opening right after COVID. And I knew the owners, I did some work at the restaurant and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I have some baseboard I had to finish up here, this and that. I'm like, I could have gotten made 400 bucks and threw it in my pocket. Right. I'm like, I should go support those people as a business owner. Right. I went to the grand opening. I ran into someone else I knew in town and they called me in for the tender on our first edition we ever did. And that's why I, like, I came home and I got it. And I was like, now it's time to work on my business, not in the business. Right. And I'm sure, right, you know, right. every contractor's out there has heard it. Work on your business, not in your business. You just got to know what you're working on. Right. So I realized I'm right. best fit for, you know, like the customer uh, service, you know, like the day-to-day -day general contracting, time managing. I was lucky enough now, like I, my framer, he's phenomenal with being on site. Right. So we're working towards maybe him doing some of the general work on site. So I don't have to be there as much, but I'm going out meeting the homeowners, you know, doing the estimates, doing the back end of it, uh, doing all our lumber quotes and stuff like that. And, you know, on site, they know they have someone they can talk to and he can manage it. The HVAC guy or plumber comes in and says, Oh, this guy, I can't do this here. I can't do that there. And he, you know, frames a wall in two by six and said two by four or this and that, like, you know what I mean? He's on site making those on site changes. I trust him. He trusts me. And it turns into somewhat of a joint venture, right? Yeah. And like you said, having guys you can trust, they kind of have that same mentality and that, that, that sense of ownership and the sense of pride in the work, um, definitely yeah. helps too, right? Kind of being your eyes and ears out there. So what is, what is the, what does the future look like for you guys? Obviously we've talked a little bit about some development stuff and, and some, some, you know, internal flips and some other things, but I mean, do you see yourself growing geographically or, I mean, is it just kind of finding different income streams based around what you guys are doing or what is, what is the future? Look like Ideally it would be like, we are looking into other income streams, stuff like that. Like we've brought on, like I said before, we work for the homeowner, right? And we find so many homeowners want to do a rental themselves. They just don't have the budget to hire someone. Right. So we're trying to bring on, like, it's not a consulting thing, but kind of like a coaching aspect of it where it's like, okay, we want to do our washroom. What do we have to do? Like, you want to come in as a general, we don't want to pay you like, you know, like a couple of thousand dollars to run the whole show. He's not put just out of budget. I'm like, well, you know, like I can kind of give you a guideline and show you what you need to do, what you should look for in trades, almost like a due diligence coach, let's say. Right. And that comes at a, like a, let's yeah. say a consulting yeah. fee. It's not actual consulting, but it comes at a fee, but it's, you know, significantly lower than what GC rate is. And at that point, I help them out. I can, you know, coach them, help them set up. But then once the project starts, you're on your own. Like that's kind of your thing. But 
again, a homeowner's right. getting the project done, right? Like I look at it as I'd rather someone get the project done because their, you know, $2,000 job isn't going to pay my mortgage off. Right. But the three referrals they, you know, to give me behind that, that's what's going to help pay my mortgage off. And I was honest with them. Like you can do this yourself or especially with st small things like click flooring or right. the new vinyl flooring or, you know, like changing a light fixture and stuff like you can do yeah. that yourself. You know what I mean? Like I coach you along the way, small fee, but you know, don't, you know, don't pay a general contractor to do the whole job for you. If you know, you can do other stuff. And even when they hire me on as a general contractor, I saved them the money. Like you guys can do your own flooring. Yeah. I'll come in on Saturday morning, help you guys get the first few rows started, you know, pay me by the hour and be on your way. And you guys can do your own flooring better than paying someone three grand to install your own floors. So I just saved them three grand. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then they put that three grand yeah. towards no, and also what you're doing there too. I mean, it, yeah, and what you're doing there too is kind of keeping, keeping the business inside those 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 licensed yeah. contractors, right? I mean, you're 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 kind of promoting good work so that um, you know that, that they know what good work looks like, right? Because I mean, it's one of those things where like it's the same thing down here, right? I mean, we have unlicensed contractors and there are small guys, but the the more that you can educate a homeowner on what the difference between, you know, using somebody who's licensed and using somebody who's not and, and knows what they're doing and versus somebody who kind of just does a little bit of everything. You're just kind of creating a, a better workspace yeah. for everybody, right? Where, where that level of craftsmanship is, is now the norm, not, not, not so much, Hey, that's too expensive. I'm going to hire the cheap guy. It's you're, you're kind of creating that, that sense of like, Hey, this is how it has to be done and kind of promote exactly. That, right. And I we give them our trades. Really, right. Yeah, and we give them a heads up. Hey, you know, so and so, this homeowner's gonna call you for some plumbing. I just did a console with them, you know, just build them directly. But you know, like make sure you do a good job, kind of thing, right? They did call me, but right. can't afford yeah. me as a homeowner. And we also give out detailed estimates. So like our estimates, even on a full house, we'll tell you how many sheets of drywall you're using, how much lumber is, and we break it down per line item. Now, it burns us sometimes because homeowners throw it on the table and say, "Can you beat this by five percent?" And our fees right on there. Like it's at the bottom, general contracting rate. That's how much we make because we don't mark up a cost plus. Again, going back to the being honest, right? You know, one homeowner buys tile at 10 bucks square foot, the other one five bucks square foot. Due to cost plus, the guy buying nicer tile is paying me more. It's not fair, right? So, right. Right. but with a detailed estimate, we also tell homeowners like if someone comes in, you know, on a $30,000 job, $10,000 cheaper, take our estimate, put it on the table, and ask them like, where are you taking 10 grand off? And use it as yeah. like where you a self-protection your... thing, just so you don't get burned or blindsided and he ends up coming at the same price, right? And we find we get a lot of jobs that way because we're honest. Like, you know how much we're making, you know how much material costs, you know there's no markup on a lot of it. Like, at the end of the day, people appreciate that, right? Especially the horror stories. Like, I'm sure you guys have it down there. Like, we got a bad rap. Like, let's be honest. Contractors oh, yeah. have such a bad rap that we got to change the stigma of it, right? And by being honest, People are over the moon. Like, I'm done a job. People are like, AJ, I can't believe it. Thank you so much, this and that. And I'm like, I just did my job. Like, you just have to buy low. Right. I right. even promoted myself, but I'm sure you see with other guys you have on your show. They're like, it's not hard to meet the criteria because it's so low sometimes that, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah, do what you say you're going to do. And, and, and that's, you know what I mean? That's and, it. and do it well. That's, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's not hard. And I, and I think, like you said, changing the stigma, I think 
things like this shows, things like the stuff you're doing, like that's, that's all kind of helping that, right? I mean, it's, it's trying to kind of bring you a light to, like I said, the, the good ones and, and, and kind of a, showing what a good contract looks like and, and hopefully kind of, uh, you know, getting that mindset of the homeowner, like, Hey, those are the guys I want to work with. Not necessarily, you know, the guys that are the cheapest ones out there. So I think it's you get what you pay like for said, too, it's, right? Like, I, it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. So, uh, kind of, before we let you go, we want to give you a, an opportunity to let everybody know where to find you. I think this has been awesome. And I, and I appreciate you coming on as the first one in Canada. And I, I it's awesome, man. hope we stay in touch. Cause I want to learn more about how everything works up there and, and, uh, and just kind of how the business is, is maybe are different, but yeah, get, let everybody know how to find you guys, where to, where to, where to uh, find you on social media, websites, whatever it is. Yeah, we got our website, azcustom.ca. We have our Instagram, azcustomreno. We have our social, our, our Facebook, azcustomreno again. I guess that's pretty much it. Like, we're hoping to get into like TikTok and YouTube soon, but you know, just not there yet. Just time management, <laughs> just, just too much. It's just, yeah. I, I can't keep track of it all, right? I barely, you know, make my notes through it. Yeah. So, but. Well, I appreciate anyone that can follow and, you know, check out those bloopers we talked about and all those things. So, no, I appreciate yeah. you having me on, man. No, it was a great time. It's good actually seeing, you know, contractors be able to talk, right? You get both sides of the story now, right? So I've been following along with your podcast and yeah. you know, it's great material. You know, wish you the best of luck. I'll be following along. Hopefully everyone else listening to this is still following along. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, it's, it's more than, uh, that's why I kind of keep these kind of unscripted, right? I don't want it to seem like, I'm uh, grilling contractors. I have a set set of questions and a and a set agenda. I, I want you guys to be able to come on and talk about whatever you want to talk about, whatever your passions are, whatever kind of makes you who you are. Because, um, like I, like you said, right? It's it's giving that contractor the ability to kind of stand out a little bit and and kind of explain what they do and 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 hopefully change that reputation a little bit. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's guys like you. There's a lot more good guys out there than bad ones. I know, but you take one bad one over chat, sure. it ruins it for everyone, right? So, right. no, but it's guys right. like you that are helping right. us out, right? Like, we're on the field every day trying to grind and stuff like that. And day after day, out of 10 estimates, I hear eight homeowners that complain about their last experience. So, you know, getting podcasts like this out yeah. there, getting homeowners listening to what contractors go through, hopefully start saying, like, you know, there there are good ones out there, right? So, no, we appreciate it on the field too, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Well, AJ, again, it's been yeah. great. I uh, I look forward to staying in touch. And uh, if you guys need anything, make sure you let us know. We appreciate it. Yep. Stay safe out there. You too, man. All right, have a good one. You too. Hey, thanks for listening. If you had a good time, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get all the latest episodes. And if you had a really good time, leave a review to let us know what you thought. Until then, go gather some crazy stories on your job sites, and we'll see you next time on So You Want to Be a Contractor.